Hello, this is your week five early lines podcast. This is your host, Alfred, with campuscanton.com. Thanks for sticking with us. And on this show, our main goal is to look at the early lines for college football and see if we can predict where this may go, where the market is going to correct to and jump on a line or know kind of what to look for in the future, at least how these markets move and get the best of the number. And, and with college football, these numbers can be soft when they first come out. We want to be aware. I know NFL is going on on Sunday, but when these hit around noon, uh, between noon and one o'clock, you, if you're serious about you know getting the best number at college football, you want to be aware of what's going on and jump on these quick, which means you need to be prepared, knowing a little bit about what's going on even before these lines up. You got to act quickly. Now, let's look at review. We've had some success over the last few weeks identifying numbers that looked off. And let's take a look at uh, week four and how we did, uh, first of all, here. So last week, we saw on the pod that West Virginia was two and a half point favorite at Vatech. That line actually did not move. I thought it might move more in favor of West Virginia. It kind of fluctuated between two to three. Landed right about the same, um, and uh, they did take care of business. I felt like that line was light. I liked West Virginia because Virginia Tech is just dreadful on offense. Um, <clears throat> but in the end, the line didn't really move, and that's the point of this podcast. Not necessarily winning bets, although that's always the goal. It's more of identifying that line movement. The other number was Maryland at Michigan. I said uh, right away at 16 and a half, which is where I saw it, that it should go in favor of Michigan. It did wind up at 17. So kind of getting through, uh, no, not through, but getting to that key number of 17. But didn't matter at all. Michigan uh, did not cover anything. It was a pretty close game. Another number was James Madison, opened at plus 10 at App State. I said, that is too high. James Madison is a good ball club. Uh, And App State obviously had almost beat UNC, had the big win at Texas A&M, has come a little bit back down to earth now. And James Madison's just a good team. I mean, they are an FBS newcomer. They graduated from FCS just this year's first year uh, in the bowl subdivision. They are making noise already. And um, and they opened plus 10. I said, that's too high. It got down to about seven and a half uh, and they won the game outright. Wake Forest opened at nine and a half at Clemson. Again, I said, that's too high. I'm basically fading Clemson anywhere over a touchdown. They, the way they play football, uh, you know, always seems like they're at risk of losing games and certainly teams sticking within a seven points if their offense at least has a pulse. And so. It wound up all the way down at seven. So again, we identified that line was too high and it came down and then Wake Forest covered. Almost won the game outright. Had a little bit of issues there at the end. And once it went to overtime, I was really nervous because uh, they just couldn't get pressure on DJU. And DJU is a slow processor to me. He doesn't really make quick decisions. Uh, But if you give him time, he's got a howitzer. I mean, there's no question about that. And, uh, you know, he made things happen because he literally just had all day to throw um, and ended up making making that game uh, a Clemson victory. We also saw Notre Dame at UNC. UNC was right around minus two, two and a half. Basically stayed there. I liked UNC um, and 
thought that line may get bigger, but it didn't. And turns out you just cannot bet on UNC. I don't think you can bet on UNC. Uh, they lost the game outright, but the line didn't really move. So that was kind of a wash. But uh, you just you can't bet on this team to win games. Uh, their defense is so bad. They're always live. I mean, they have to be up by about three scores for you to feel comfortable uh, with anything more than, you know, six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like you just, you can't, they're deep. I mean, they made Notre Dame's horrific offense led by Drew Pine look like uh, the 2008 Patriots uh, or whatever. I don't remember what year it was when they had Andrew, uh, Randy Moss and Tom Brady back there. Like it's just, it's so bad uh, on deep. It's unbelievable. So anyway, don't bet UNC to cover anything. If you any if if you want to go on some overs, that's obviously the play. But uh, you just you cannot count on them to win any games or cover any spreads. Certainly as a favorite, I mean just forget it. Um, Duke plus nine at Kansas. That line did come down as as I thought it should. Plus nine ended up about plus seven, and that was a heartbreaking um, loss for me. I, I ended up getting them at about seven and a half. I don't think I took it at nine right away. Um, wanted to conf- confirm a few things, but that's why you really do need to be prepared when these numbers come out. If you, if I, I mean, I hesitated on it. I thought it would come down um, just kind of on perception. And I thought the teams were a little more evenly matched than nine points, but I waited, I waited um, until it was at seven and a half. I still liked it with the hook. So I took it and they lost by eight. So nine wins, seven and a half loses. And that, you know, it in, in the end, it was frustrating because they were down by, I believe it was nine points at two different times in the fourth quarter, I think, elected to kick the extra point to get to eight instead of most things will say you go for two there, get to seven or know that you're stuck at nine. And if you don't convert the two point conversion and then you'll know, do I need to score twice or once later, as opposed to sticking it, uh, kicking the extra point, getting to eight. And then, yes, you have to score a touchdown, but then you have to make the two point conversion versus knowing that you're going to need it eventually. You might as well do it early and then you can plan accordingly. So, you know, did they follow the analytics, go for two? Maybe they would have made it and we could have covered either way, but they did not and ended up losing by eight points. Then we have um, Baylor, Iowa State that did not move. I kind of thought it might and it didn't. So it stayed around two. All right. That was last week. And all in all, about four of those moved how I thought they might. Um, two didn't move really at all. And one moved the opposite direction, I believe. Um, actually, yeah, the Baylor ISU game was not a, uh, it it actually moved the opposite direction that I thought it might. And so, you know, that technically is a loss by me uh, in terms of line movement, but four and one basically on identifying stuff that's going to go the wrong way, which isn't about in line with what happened the week before. So we're, we're doing pretty well. Okay. Right off the bat, this week, early lines, week five. Um, I'll tell you right now, I've already have two losses here. Big time uh, misreads by me, misreads of the market, misreads on where the money was going to go. Uh, and very surprised, but it is what it is. So Kentucky at Ole Miss. Kentucky started a 4.5 uh, point favorite. And it's already been bet up to six and a half as of uh, this recording is now Monday morning because we had some technical difficulties yesterday. 
but that line is already up to six and a half. Now, these are two really evenly matched teams. They're both playing pretty well against bad competition so far. Uh, UK does have Florida win on their schedule at UF, uh, which is a pretty impressive win, even though UF has definitely some flaws. I mean, that's a that's the best team either one of these teams have faced. UK also took down um, a decent MAC team in Miami of Ohio and just recently had Northern Illinois come in and give them a bit of a game this week. But otherwise, UK's schedule is not a joke. I mean, it's not they'll face a lot more difficult teams as the season goes on, but not a joke. And Ole Miss, however, is sitting here at four and a half point favorite, then bet up to six and a half. What have they done? What has Ole Miss done? This makes no sense to me. Their metrics, EPA per play, passing defense, um, or passing offense, passing defense, running offense, running defense, both. These are all, these are teams that are, that are similar. I mean, there's no glaring weakness on either team to me. The way they have performed so far, uh, they both are good and in, in, they're showing up well on on both of these phases, uh, both run defense, run offense, pass defense, pass offense. And, you know, Kentucky's done it against a better schedule. Now, not an incredibly better schedule, but a better schedule. And um, and uh, Ole Miss has done it against a, a terrible I mean, four, four games. It's been just a joke. I mean, one FCS in there. Of course, Kentucky had an FCS as well. Uh, but, but Ole Miss almost just lost to Tulsa at home and Tulsa is an interesting team, but it was Tulsa's backup QB, I believe for the second half. And they still almost lost. I don't know. This one doesn't make any sense to me. I've already taken UK at plus four and a half. Cause I thought that was going to go the opposite way. It's now six and a half. I'm probably going to bet him again on the money line, getting almost plus 200 odds. I think at this point. I just do not understand that movement at all. Maybe I'm missing something and we'll find out later in the week uh, that there was a number I'm not looking at or something, but that makes no sense to me. Then we got Wake Forest opened at plus two and a half or so uh, or three, depending on your book. That's been bet all the way up to plus six. I think the look ahead was actually Wake Forest as a favorite. And now they're a six point dog after showing really well against Clemson. What, how does this make any sense? They did lose the game. Uh, maybe there's people saying, oh, we're in a letdown spot. That makes some sense, right? Um, they just lost a heartbreaker at home in overtime to, Clem- to Clemson, but now goes to FSU. So, to, you know, what is this number? Is this people saying that Wake Forest is going to have a letdown spot? Their offense looked great. They tore up Clemson's great defense. The defensive line did not look too terrible. Uh, wasn't giving Sam Hartman too many fits. He made some big-time throws. And their defense eh, was not great. Uh, they couldn't get a lot of pressure on DJU. But um, DJU and the Clemson offense, to me, is a much different beast than the FSU offense, which is going to be more run-based. So uh, I just... I already took Wake Forest at three. I thought that number was going to go the opposite way. And now it's ballooned up to six. Again, like the Kentucky scenario, I think I may take um, the money line at some point. Just it's tremendous. I mean, you're getting plus 200 odds and I think the better team. Anyway, these could be situational. I really don't get the Kentucky. I can see the argument for Wake Forest with a letdown spot. Um, Going to FSU, who's played well. But again, the biggest win on FSU's schedule is uh, LSU, and if you watched that game, LSU probably has the better athletes, probably is the better team, and they've kind of righted the ship a little bit.
But if you watch that game, LSU did not care at all to be playing that game. There was so much watching that game where you were just like, LSU doesn't want to be here. They do not care. And FSU took care of business, still almost lost. Um, I think there came down to the final possession. Um, so I, I'm just still not uh, FSU. I don't think they should be a six-point favorite. That's crazy to me. Um, but uh, the market has said that's they love FSU. Okay, some other ones. Let's run through, I guess, a little bit quicker here. Tulane opened at plus four and a half. I grabbed it there. It's already down to two and a half. So Tulane catching, uh, getting four and a half points at Houston. I like that. Um, you know, if you want to take the plus two and a half, that obviously is a bummer that you wouldn't get three at this point. But uh, maybe you just go money line. I think Tulane's a great team. Houston's really underperformed. Clayton Toon hasn't looked as good as we thought he might. Uh, their defense isn't quite as robust as it was last year. Tulane's defense has been playing lights out. Yes, they did. They beat Kansas State on the road and then came home and dropped a doozy to Southern Miss. I mean, that is almost unforgivable. But, you know, do they do they you're betting here on can they rally and go and play a big, big game against Houston? I think there's a chance this that Southern Miss was a look ahead sandwiched between a huge upset victory at Kansas State and a known massive game at Houston and they thought they could sleepwalk through the Southern Miss game and you know they got punched in the mouth so will they rally I'm betting yes four and a half felt really good that's obviously changed at this point Miami of Ohio was a pick them and then uh, they're playing at Buffalo it's already been bet down to minus one and a half I still think they're the better team Miami Ohio is a, is a decent Mac team right now uh, and really looking good without their star quarterback, uh, uh, Brett Gabbert, but still making things happen. They just beat Northwestern straight up in a line that I liked um, last week and had it in a parlay that did not hit, but the Miami of Ohio money line sure did hit. And so I like this minus one and a half. Yeah, it's gone uh, the wrong way or the right way from what I thought, pick them to minus one and a half, but that's still fine. I would still bet Miami of Ohio there. Okay, we talked a lot about Clemson Wake Forest. Now we got NC State coming into Clemson. They opened at a at plus eight on DraftKings, now at plus seven. So that came down a little bit. I still, like I said, I'm fading Clemson all year. Probably going to bet the money line here and certainly going to take a touchdown because – if they're if the team on the other side is even kind of good, I just think that they're you know Clemson's really liable to lose any game on their schedule um, where the, the opposing team is good at all. Um, UVA at Duke that was minus one. I jumped on it, and then it's now minus two point five. So people are backing Duke coming off the loss at Kansas, but this is still a pretty good team. Um, I thought they'd cover at Kansas, uh, and like we talked about earlier, you know, it was uh, within an eyelash of taking care of business there. But um, I think they come home, and UVA, eh, that offense at UVA, you know, Duke's going from playing a dynamic, interesting, very uh, efficient uh, razor buzzsaw at, at Kansas on offense to a very boring um, not very dynamic offense at UGA. I think their defense shows up again here and Duke can take care of this one. Now, since we're recording on Monday morning, I've had a chance to look at some other numbers and I'm going to give you two that you wouldn't have had should we uh, the recording 
you know, uh, worked yesterday. So you're getting a little bonus here. I've got Texas Tech at Kansas State. Texas Tech catching an entire touchdown at Kansas State is perplexing to me. I'm on Texas Tech here, coming off a huge win at Texas. Yes, are we going to see a letdown possibly at Kansas State? But a full touchdown, I mean, these are very similar teams. You've got two pretty bad offenses and two pretty good defenses. To me, that's a recipe. I mean, unless Kansas State gets multiple special teams or defensive scores here, I think this is a recipe to, to be a touchdown game easily. And I think, you know, the winner of that touchdown uh, game could be either way. So Texas Tech getting an entire touchdown here, again, doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Adrian Martinez, I do not think is going to run for four touchdowns against Texas Tech like they did against Oklahoma. And finally, two bonus, two other bonuses. Troy at Western Kentucky. This brings me great pleasure to say I would love to back Western Kentucky here. We love the tops here at Kansas, uh, campus to Canton. And this number doesn't really make sense to me. Western Kentucky at home, Laying only five under a touchdown. I like this where anywhere under a touchdown. And you've got uh, you know, Western Kentucky's really great offense. It's looking similar to last year, although not quite as dynamic. And their defense is playing well, especially on the passing game. Uh, and you get a Troy team that's just kind of middling everywhere. They don't really do anything that great. Their running offense is okay. They're not going to throw on you. So uh, the Western Kentucky pass defense may not come into play because that's not how Troy is going to beat you anyway. But Troy's defense isn't very good. I just, I don't see, I mean, I like Western Kentucky probably to win going away here. And laying five to me at home is no problem at all. And then you've got Indiana getting three and a half points at Nebraska. Now, these are two pretty crappy teams. Nebraska, one of the worst teams in the country, absolute stone worst. They fired Scott Frost within three or four weeks here. And, you know, people thought they were going to have a bounce back against Oklahoma. They scored the first touchdown and they got just completely obliterated by 30 unanswered points or 35 or 40 something under unanswered points uh, playing Oklahoma, got completely destroyed have a bye week. I don't think they played this past week. Bye week. And now they get at home Indiana coming in. Now, Indiana is not a good team either. I don't think Indiana is a good team. I've been fading them all season. But to be honest, let's take an objective look here. They've they've improved from last year. They were bottom of the barrel all across the board last year and have looked at least competent uh, with a new staff and some new players. Had a lot of guys come into the transfer uh, through the transfer portal. Nebraska should not be favored until proven otherwise. I do not think this team should be favored at all. They should be a pick em at best. You can't give you can't ask anyone to lay three and a half with Nebraska. That's insane to me. This team is not only devoid of a lot of talent, they are also lifeless. They do not play to win. They, they look like they've got nothing. They've got absolutely nothing. Indiana is going to be able to run the ball. Um, they've, they've run the ball pretty successfully. Nebraska cannot stop the run. I mean, I guess you could, we tried to, not me, people tried to get a narrative going, uh, after they fired Scott Frost against Oklahoma, they were a 11 point dog and, uh, people were saying they're going to bounce back. This is a get right spot. They're going to rally the, uh, rally these guys. And yeah, they, I guess they had a, a touchdown early. They were up seven, nothing, and then just got completely destroyed. So I don't think this team's got anything in them. I don't think Nebraska is worth betting on at all. Um, 
and certainly not laying three and a half. So I would be on Indiana plus three and a half. That seems to me like a no brainer here. This line makes no sense. Take the money line too. whatever. I mean, just I'm full fade in Nebraska. And I said that after watching that Northwestern game, first game of the year, I was like, this team's already given up and they have proven that that is the case. So I guess if you want to say they get right after a bye, but I don't, I don't see how we can back that. I mean, you can believe it, but I wouldn't put money on that. If anything, like I said, I'm going to say Indiana, the improved team, who's actually got momentum going the right way. We've seen it. We, we know this with Indiana. And I do not like Indiana, but we know they're headed the right direction. So that's why I'd be definitely on Indiana there. And um, that's it for early lines. Sorry for the late uh, late thing. We did record yesterday and technical difficulties, unfortunately. But we're getting this to you Monday morning. There's still some value out there, I think, and some good-looking bets. So good luck to you, and we will see you next week.